0: Welcome to the planet. You told me the story of the war when the ground shook and the sky burned. Of the ones that survived. Who awoke to a different world. Where the powerful prey on the weak. But that's not the way it has to be.
1: When I found you, your very human brain was miraculously intact.
0: It's the loneliest feeling not to know who you are.
1: In time, you'll remember.
0: I remember black skies, the lightning
2: all around Alita is new here. It's a harsh world down here. You gotta be willing to do what it takes.
0: Alita, run!
3: of her kind she contains technology that have been lost for 300 years
2: let me show you something
0: this body i feel a connection to it i can't explain you know more about me than you're saying Lita, some things are left forgotten I'll find out for myself.
3: She's threatening the natural order of things. I need you to destroy her, Her Alita. They will come for you.
0: I'll have to face them head on. I'm
4: gonna need you to stand way back. Tonight is not a game. It is a hunt.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Earth Two presents Earth Two Comic Con exclusives. It's your boy Mo Crosby, and as promised, I got a lot more for you from New York Comic Con 2018. But this one is another big one. This one is for the big movie that's been pushed—the uh, big Fox movie that's been pushed into 2019, *Alita: Battle Angel*. The James Cameron-produced, Robert Rodriguez-directed. Smash mocap emo cap performance capture movie that is is going to blow your minds. I have so much to unpack from this uh, from this uh, particular one because we got to preview some of the movie um, Again, that was the biggest thing, but I'm waiting on Fox to send me some of the stuff So I'm going to hold off on describing some of the scenes we saw and just get into the roundtable interviews for you guys so let's uh, go ahead and jump into that. First off, I have for you guys uh, Rosa Salazar, who plays a Alita, the, the titular character, and Keenan Johnson, who plays her love interest, Hugo. Like, these two were so uh, amazing, and, and they were so fun to uh, talk to and be around. Um, it, it was really interesting interview. So let's uh, get into what they think about the character and what they think about what they had to do to get ready for the role.
2: <laughs> Rosa, if you tell us about your the audition process and when you found out that you had you it know, because Robert told us that once they saw you they couldn't imagine anyone else. I Great, I'm uh, <laughs> glad it worked out.
0: Number one, uh, the audition process, well they saw every uh, color, age, shape, and size, and, and, and a list of credits for this movie, so it was really a wide range of people, you know, they didn't leave anybody out, they just wanted to see whose performance best matched, Alita, um, which, which performance uh, gripped them with, with the emotionality, because Alita is all about um, heart and emotion and seeing uh, seeing the emotion through the eyes, clearly. Um, so, because the eyes are the windows are so and I'm a very emotive person, so I think that was part of the thing that clinched it for me. The process was pretty long, it was months long. Uh, I went first to the Four Seasons where they were holding all of the auditions and I walked in like <laughs> valeted my car, I've got this. And then I walked in and it was like every actress I've ever seen on a screen ever, like big time, and I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, let me just go back into the page. So I, whenever I feel that way, I just remind myself how much I love auditions, I do, I'm one of those actors who's like a freak for performing, so. I I just went back into the page, I'm like, you know what, I do got this, I do really connect with this, and it isn't a a stretch for me, so I'm just going to go in there and do what I like to do, and uh, I went in, I did my performance, Robert cried, Um, and uh, he said, you know, a a table filled with photos and resumes, and he's like, he's like, oh Rosa, people tell me I should, work with you and I went I agree <laughs> and then I was like oh my god what did I just say and then he laughed and then I laughed and I was like okay thanks bye and I went in the hallway I was like oh. um but I guess that he was endearing. It was endearing to him so and then I came back for several several meetings just talking to Robert uh, looking at concept art with my face on it I was like I don't get this I'm very mean um but but we formed a, a creative relationship and during that time I actually to take my mind off of the process. I wrote a short film and, and he wrote it and gave me some notes and I filmed and, and did this short film in the, in the meantime. So it just gives you an idea of how much time there was. And then um, I tested with the mocap suit and then I tested with acting. And, and then uh, and then there was another long wait and I said, I'm getting back to auditioning. This is, this is gonna drive me crazy if I'm just sitting at home. And so I went to this audition. <laughs> I killed it. And I'm like, yeah. And for the one second that Alita slipped my mind, I get into the elevator after this audition and I have a missed call from Robert. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I go downstairs and I call him and he's like, hey. And I'm like walking to my truck that I parked on Hollywood and Vine, which is like the apex of hell. Um, So I'm at a meter. And I I I call him and he's like, hey. I'm like, hey.
4: And
0: he's like, listen, I really... I I really liked your performance, and I really fought for you, and I just, I want you to know that we will work together, you know, at some point, and, um, you know, like, I really appreciate you as an artist, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I, I look up, and there's a freaking parking lady giving me a ticket, and I'm like, eh! Like right, right away, it was like a steep downfall into like from like, I'm the shit, to like, I'm nothing. Um, and she's like writing me a ticket, and I'm like, oh my god, I ran. He's like, yeah, I really want to work with you, which is why, come September, we're gonna be on set, shooting Alita, because you got it. And I was like, ah! And I ran over to the parking lady, and I just like hugged her so hard. I was like, thank you. And I took the ticket, and I was like, yes. Because I realized I had like a document saying where I was, what time it was, exactly like the day, the moment I found out about it. And then I emailed that picture to Jim and they did not pay my ticket. <laughs> Which I was like, so that's my nice. Pretty long winded. And the warrant is still out for your The rent. warrant is still out for your <laughs> My car was impounded. So if you can find my truck, please turn it to
2: me. You mentioned connecting with the material. What was it specifically?
0: Well, I, I just really like Alita. I mean, she's so funny, and she's so kind of like she can be crash, she can be mm. soft, she can obviously kick major ass. Mm.
1: Um,
0: she's, a, she's the full wheel of, of emotion. Yeah. She is as dynamic as women actually are. So I was happy to fall in. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So you've done a lot of action movies before. So uh, what did you have to do to get ready for this one? This one was a little bit different because there's uh, there's a martial arts Uh, Technique called Panzerkunst from the manga and it is an amalgamation of several different um, uh, martial arts uh, techniques, so I did Eagle claw, Muay Thai, uh, kickboxing, Um, You know staff work. It was a well-rounded body of stuff we worked on for about five months two and a half hours every day except for Sunday and changed my diet and my life. um, and, And got physically stronger and I still train to this day because you don't want to lose it. You start to get addicted to it after a while. And it becomes very hard to get back up to that level of endurance if you take time off. So, uh, so yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a long, hard process, and it was great. <laughs> um,
1: obviously, you do a lot of mocap in the film. In working with that, I know I've read in prior interviews that you're saying that you're naturally very emotive, so keeping that in mind. How much do you think about scaling up or scaling down your performance when you have on that suit, especially
0: for the first time? So you would think, and I did too, uh, wrongly, that you would need to push your performance through the medium, right? You're like, I I need to overact because I want them to really see me. But then once you start to, because it's a process, you get into the suit. You see yourself on camera. You have another day where they're like, we want to fit a head rig on you. So you start to see yourself in in the automatic and also like on screen and what your face is doing. And it's actually the opposite. You want to be as organic and as natural as you would normally be in an HD setting, um, in a practical setting of your body on camera because you have a camera that is less than a foot away, two cameras from your face. So imagine overacting to a camera. We are like this close to it. Um, also, uh, they took me through the process, John, Robert, Jim, and Joe Lettiri from Weta. Uh, and, and you see what they do with even Gala. I mean, you can even see, even that's not photo real of Andy Serkis, but you can see through even a character they designed around his face. You can see each little flicker of the eye and this and that. The challenge was for Weta that they're making a photo real copy of a person. And as you can see from the poster, they have every pore, every eyelash, every every my, those are my lips, That's my nose, That's my lines under my eyes, for better or for worse. You know what I mean? So it's actually more precise, more laser-focused on you. And also, every piece of coverage, you're on camera. That's your take. So imagine, like, you know, uh, overacting when it's on his coverage and I've just done 13 takes on my end because everywhere I am is my coverage, so they they assured me, like, oh no, this is actually the, you want to be as organic and as emotive as you normally are, which is already pretty overacting. I mean, I'm overacting right now. So, like, you don't, it's not a process you have to push through with anything. It's writing your phrase, and they're going to catch every little tiny thing that you do. I mean, there's a team of hundreds of people going, what is her muscle doing under her right eye? It's that kind of a life, so. It was more organic and more uh, natural than even you'd be in a, in a practical setting. Um,
3: so you've been part of a couple of franchises. Yeah. That where we're going with this one is it's going to be your Star Franchise Battle Angel series.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know how I feel about it. Um, uh, I asked for, I asked Jim the other day. I was on set of Av- the Avatar, New Avatars. So I want to shadow Jim for motion capture Direct, of my next. That goal in life. And I asked him, I'm like, hey man, when are we make a number two. I really loved that. Let's do it. And he's like, you know, and John was right there and he's like, well let the audience tell us. And I loved that because I have been a part of franchise films. And there's this sort of like um, vibe of like, oh we'll just catch it in the third or like, you know, we'll we'll make two, we'll make one, two, and three. And there's a part of a part of that the 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 joy is uh, missing in that. The the creativity is missing in that because you're like I know I'll be making three films but where's the where's the initial um, you know drive to make those films while we have a message to promote this film we have a goal uh, a very strong goal to tell young kids that you can be and you can change the world if you just look inside of yourself like that's the goal it's not to make three films and to make them all pretty cool and make lots of money although I would love that, but yeah. it was, it's very much a, we're gonna make this film, we want it to stand alone and be as good as it possibly can and grip audiences. And if they want us to, we can continue that journey for them. And it's a lot in the audience's hands, which I love. As a movie fanatic, I love when I'm respected that way. So what, so.
2: You, what other film have you seen that's like this, that would be one of your
0: I've never seen a film like this film. Yeah. I mean, you saw the footage. There, it's impossible to compare to anything. It's brand new. Uh, but I'd say Avatar. If I had to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really the only Kill Bill. Kill Bill. That's okay. a good one. Yeah. Each Kill Bill stands on on its own. That's a yeah. great one. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so yeah, I did. I just seen 25 minutes of it. Um, Actually, the best part of it was that John was narrating between each yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> you mean
0: this? Yeah. When Alita wakes up, that whole I'm Comic Con, Kenya, I was like, yeah.
2: what was better was when when. <laughs> Like, was John doing it? No, no, no. Yeah. No, but, no, but what's great is in San Diego. Oh, oh, oh so sometimes he Diego. presents himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. John's like, now you will see me. Was he there? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes? Yes, yes
0: he, he was there. he was the same, like, yep. bamboo a, pattern shirt. I was
1: like, is he doing this, like, right now from outside uh, there? Did he, he want Did do it, did it yet? Yeah. Like, in our next <laughs> scene.
0: I'm like, we need to mocap you. Yeah, it just looks
2: so
1: good. So. Yeah, it's
0: really funny. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: It was hilarious. The movie footage, yeah. absolutely amazing. We even got to see some footage of the sport. I, I didn't pick Motor up the Ball. name. Motorball. Yeah, it's yeah. amazingly it cool. so cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I'm, And I guess that is part of the film, or is it its own thing. Because the way you present it is if like this is like a bonus to the movie or something I like mean, that.
0: It, it's, no, it's a part of the film. Okay. But it's a huge part. Of the film. It really feels like a okay, bonus okay. when you're watching it. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's so fun. It's yeah. like you it would actually go and be a spectator at this sport. It's almost yeah. crazy yeah.
2: that you could think that this whole film could also have a sport elements <laughs> right you know right I mean? right like, on top of it being so original on top of it like there's also this whole sport that is plays um, and so bringing that to life and, and, and just kind of like hearing how they were yeah. thinking of doing it yeah um, you know they have to create all they all have their own you know ways of fighting yeah. and their own like Armor robotic figures yeah. like
1: and, he, oh, yeah. so cool. and the amazing funny, part about yeah. it too is like you said, this wasn't even finished and from what we saw, I'm like if this isn't finished, like <laughs> they what are is that? Yeah, yeah. but it is, it is finished, it's okay. like, I did ADR
0: and I was like, <laughs> i was just like watching the whole time, and yeah. you know I'm doing efforts, like, uh, yeah. ah, uh, well, and I'm cool like, <laughs> this it's, it cool really
2: cool it's cool real. to see stages, because yeah. you'll yeah. have like, yeah. how, it, how it'll be like Rosa, yeah. it'll be uh, Alita painted on, but you'll still see a little bit of like Rosa's shoulders in right, the background. Right, right. Um, yeah. okay. um, and then finally they color out every frame of so taking, Rosa, taking Rosa's like mocap uh, shoulders out, and then just having Alita. Um, and there's also this whole thing about, uh, Lita's height because there she has two different outfits. She has the Berserker outfit and the outfit that she was given. Right, 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 right. The right, right. Those, Several those different motorball. Yeah, so height. those those all those heights are different. So Weta also had to take in consideration okay, at what point is she this tall, at what point is she uh, three inches shorter, so we have to wear certain lifts in our shoes to all kind of like, you know, adjust, Adjust it
0: was really interesting because Alita goes from like a a preteen or a teen to to a woman, and you have a team of men going like, what features of a woman change when they go through their formative process, (laughs) and tell me one other movie. It has that a bunch of a bunch of guys are like learning about the female process and through her formative years, you know, through puberty, and mm-hmm. and it is analogous to that because she gets a new body, like a more womanly body, where she's like, this is my body. I mean, it's like so cool to have a team of dudes being like, being like you know, her body is so precious, you know, and how does she feel in her body?
1: I do have just one question. Yeah. So it seems like the theme for Alita is a very important thing for society right now, and it seems like. um, she struggled to make an importance, hey, hello. Hey. <laughs> we were just talking about you,
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not.
1: but to make a difference, a common thing that he repeated numerous times, and you see it from the footage he was able to see, yeah. carrying that type of theme in that movie, but also that type of theme right now in society. What type of bearing does that have for you? Because it's powerful, it's a movement, it gives a pathway for a lot of women, and, and not even just women, but for anybody to have and find an importance mm-hmm. in life to make a difference.
0: That's a great way that you just said that. And I would just flip it around. Flip it down and reverse it. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, it, it's... It was an awesome responsibility and to be able to get to promote this in the way that You know, because a lot of times you feel like I can't do anything. I'm just a small speck of dust and uh, I'm just a human. I'm just one human. I can't really do anything. I would love to go in there and and vote no myself. I would love to to go in there and oust all of the monsters uh, that we are are seeing on a daily basis on our television. But what can I do? Um, And so through this character, through this story, I was able to do something about the monsters. And and what it what the message is is oh here's someone that feels insignificant like they can't do anything I'm just an insignificant little girl could be I'm mean, just an insignificant person I'm just one small speck of dust uh, and then she goes well I'm gonna I'm gonna learn about myself I'm gonna yeah. go on this journey of discovery I'm gonna empower myself I'm gonna remember who I am I'm gonna find out who I am and then through that becoming empowered by that she not only discovers that she can change her own circumstances that she can she can actually make an an impact for the entire world. And I think that that is an incredibly important message (laughs) for everyone to hear, Uh, especially young kids. This new generation of kids is gonna change our lives for the better. uh We need more, we need more pushing in that direction. So this was the way that even me as an actor, who feels like I can't really do anything until I'm like rich and famous and have a platform, this was a way for me to actually do that by making this film and upholding that message. So it was less of a responsibility, even though it was, and more of a gift. I didn't feel the weight of it I felt the the gift of it
1: okay that's amazing y'all two have great on screen chemistry mm-hmm. first time y'all met in uh in the, in the old city yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was that just was
2: my first audition scene really yeah.
1: the the magic was there you can see it and it just was just like I don't want this to like break you had to when you oh, rolled yeah. off in the motorcycle or a m- monocycle yeah. I guess we'll call it uh,
0: a yeah. gyrocycle. cycle okay
1: gyro bike yeah, yeah it's just is like we want this forever
0: yeah, no. hey. oh thank I'm so flash. glad thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will say one thing, when you did come in for your audition, um, well, first of all, Robert and Kian have great off-screen chemistry, (laughs) he came in for his audition, he was just exactly like Robert on accident, (laughs) he's like, what teacher, jeans, long hair, and he was like, you know, Robert has his guitar out, you know, he's a very creative genius, and and then they started talking about guitar, and Kian's like, hold on, and then starts playing his guitar, and I'm like, alright, well, I guess, I guess the chem read went well, (laughs) these guys love each other, (laughs) The real love story is on screen. Hey. Thank, thank y'all you. so much. have a good day. Yeah, Take best of luck with the movie. Good luck, girl. <laughs> Drop it. Oh, thank you. Work it.
3: That was interesting, wasn't it? But I'm not done. Next, last but not the least, I have a long interview for you from the director himself, Robert Rodriguez, who explains what it is to direct a movie written and you know, to be directed by James Cameron, who had to, you know, leave to go do other things. I mean, this is. This was such in depth. If you're a filmmaker, I believe this is one of the interviews you wanted to hear, and you want to hear because he explains so much about the process of going to a movie like this and what he had to do and how much of himself he had to take away to be able to accommodate this kind of movie. It's a beautiful interview. It's uh, really in depth, and he explains a lot. So here we go with that one. Hey, hey everybody.
2: How about yeah. good,
1: um, good.
2: First off, you're
1: Troublemaker Studios, <laughs> and you came into the industry. I mean basically I wouldn't say a troublemaker, but you made your own way in. Yeah. And how does it feel making films right now? And I mean knowing your personal self and attitude in this era that we're living in. Man, it's been it's been great. I mean I've
4: had an amazing career. I started off doing it myself mm-hmm. making a seven thousand dollar movie. I love it. And this year, you know, I got doing Alita Battle which is a huge movie my friend Jim, and he always admired that I was a scrappy do-it-yourself guy, because he came from that world, mm-hmm. and he does multiple jobs, yeah. we, I've been friends with him 25 years, and we're always trying to find something to do together, and this ended up being the one, and he loves that, and you know, go from this, I just shot another $7,000 movie this year, and did a documentary on how to make a movie by yourself in 14 days, mm-hmm. feature film. And that's good. I'm submitting that to festivals. No, it's not really next year. But, because I still like that, <laughs> going from something really big to something really scrappy, moving your own lights again, it's the past. But, you know, um, to get to me do a movie at this scale, with Jim, I knew it would be film school, you know, master class in filmmaking. Because he had such a clear script, which he wrote for himself. Guys like him and Quentin, they don't write scripts for the people who write. They write a script, they are going to direct
1: you. He just didn't
4: have the time to do it anymore. because Avatar was too big. So I got to take it over, finish it for him, and uh, go make it. And my whole deal with him is like, I wanna, I'm, I love the, your vision of it. I don't want to go is make a like Robert God. Rodriguez movie. I can make those movies all the time. <laughs> I want to go make a Jim Cameron movie. I want to mm. see the missing Jim Cameron movie I when it for Macon. I'm going to shoot. I know his style enough that I can, and he taught me a little bit more about it. i really fascinated. My stuff is very whimsical. You know, I can pick up a guitar case and it'll fire a missile, and you don't even know how it works.
2: green <laughs> like
4: a a machine gun can fire off a leg, and yeah. who cares? He doesn't buy that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like his science fiction is more science fact. The mm-hmm. thing is, it has to be very grounded. I mean, think about it. You know, right. aliens is very grounded. Oh. You know, Terminator. Abyss is very grounded. The *Terminator* oh. is oh. very oh. grounded. Oh. Yeah. Is yeah. Very yeah. grounded. Is Otherwise, you're right. not going to yeah. buy the fantasy. Mm-hmm. So that it. As far even if she's wearing a T-shirt, and he's like, "What does the arm look like underneath? Can that really move with that kind of with that kind of material that you have and the way it's designed?"
3: Water, not (laughs) binder.
4: So, he it was cool to because I wanted it to make it feel like a movie that he would make, and so you have to get into his mindset. And that was really cool. I mean, mm-hmm. really good to learn how to craft a story like that. And then he gave me six hundred pages of notes to go to his script. <laughs> My notes are—it's not like mine that are like with bubble gum on it. See, <laughs> note three. I mean, this stuff was like so structured because he's an engineer by trade. Yeah. So to kind of get into how he is analytical and creative, it was really neat to learn. So uh, I, I got to have that. Very fun experience. I, at the end of the day, I didn't want him to look at the movie and go, "Ah, oh, man, I knew I should have directed it myself." <laughs> <laughs> My wife, I feel like it felt like he looked. At I want him to look at it and go, "Wow, when did I do this?" <laughs>
0: and it
3: worked. He really loves it. So, what was your creative process like? So, you know, you're coming into doing this, and you've said everything you said about it. Um, so, what was your creative process like? What did Bobby Brown? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. What did what did you add to this? From yourself to make you know again, you want to make Jim, Jim's movie, but you still kind of want to bring you into it. So, what did
4: you? Yeah, like I knew to I say? wanted to learn learn how to tell a great story like that, and and and, a, and how to take it from idea stage to to that level of filming, level of detail, and do it on the budget. You know, because I wanted to bring. I still shot it really fast. I still did my own my own way of doing it, so that I wouldn't take. Because he, he'd tell you, he'd be the first to tell you, yeah, I would do it, it would cost twice as much at least, and it would take 10 years. <laughs> he was shocked that I would, like, shot it in 60 days and already, you want to watch half
3: the movie?
4: <laughs> He's like, right, <"Ready>, already? <laughs> so I brought into it, first of all, the script was 200 pages long. So he just never had a chance to finish it, he got sidetracked with Avatar. So he, he would have at some point gone and started slides away at it, but I was like, I can edit this down. I see what your whole story is. It's all in there. I'll just go in and, knowing you well enough, I'll go cut out the things that I know you won't miss, and I'll keep the things you do know because I knew enough about him that it was going to be keep the character stuff, keep the story stuff, mm-hmm. lose the other things, the, the other conflicts that aren't important. And he was blown away by that. So that, guy said, wow, you applied story discipline to it. I hadn't done that. So just coming in and kind of being very strategic and applying creativity hard. and patch things up and be a very stop. do-it-yourselfer because he does a lot of things himself. I just went and was a real do-it-yourselfer at first. And then I brought in a lot of his artists from Avatar because they were waiting for his next draft, so it was perfect. They had like three months of sitting around and they wanted to do something else than queer people anyway,
2: so <laughs> <laughs>
4: They designed the whole movie and that really helped me because then they already been through gym school. And they knew not even to draw up something that wasn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So they brought things that already would have gone through his kill thing. That would have taken me forever, right? Brought my own artist in, mm-hmm. be presenting gym stuff, and be like, nope, no, no, nope. No. So this was more like like that, I like that, fix that, fix that and we're, we're on our way pretty quick. So. Do you think
0: excited. Jim learns a lot from working with you, too, that he's going to move ahead with? Um, I mean,
4: that was kind of the idea, is that we'd go know. back. Like, I mean, at one point, he said, he uh, saw my studio and everybody that works for me. And he said, this is amazing. You surrounded around at Troublemaker Studios, everyone around you, people that all think like you. They all mm-hmm. do multiple jobs. They're all very intuitive. They all move at the speed of thought. I want to get more of that, I'm, I'm very analytical, and I, sometimes I'm so analytical, it puts me back from doing things, and I was like, I think you're doing just fine.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm like, I'm like so whimsical, I'm like, I'm going to go this way, woo, and I'm going to go that way, woo, all over the place, and, and yeah, it's fun, but I think you're doing just fine, but I, I did see what he meant, you know, he sometimes, when you're so analytical, you can just overanalyze to the point that it takes you much longer to do something, he likes how fast that we all have our own process, but I thought if I could take some of his analytical side to what I do, I'll be 100% better than, than usual. And if he can take maybe some of the whimsical, you know, just instinctual, yeah, I'm analyzing this and it's probably not the thing to do, but I'm feeling I'm just going to go for it anyway. I still don't
0: think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe he
4: entertained it maybe for a nanosecond. <laughs> Hi,
0: I'm Tatiana. Hi. Uh, what informed the decisions between the tech and the animation use in the movie? So, why did you decide to use this form of no cap? Or, as you say, performance capture? Performance capture,
4: capture yeah. yeah. Um, I think he always meant to do it. Yeah, I always meant to do a performance capture. Because I saw his artwork from 2005. She already had that porcelain body and the anime eyes. And that, the only way you could do that was CG, but I was like, how are you going to do that in 2005? You can barely do it now. But he, that's him. He was always coming up with things that were going to push technology. And he was going to do that first because he wanted to have the technology ready for Avatar. It was good that it got flipped because since they weren't human, if they weren't completely photoreal, you can kind of get away with it. The next movie will be, you know stunning and really photoreal, but if you actually go back and look at it, it's not as photoreal as Alita is. So we actually benefited a lot because she's human, even though she has a stylized of eyes and she's a cyborg, we wanted her to look human. And humans know humans. Yeah. It's in our DNA to spot something that's not really human and go, that's not human.
1: That's the uncanny valley effect. The
3: uncanny it. valley yeah. effect. Yeah. You know?
4: yeah. And here, it's so strange to you know, shoot the whole thing with, with Rosa and then see Alita come before And she's got all of her nuanced performance and every, down to every little thing she did. And it's just a different person. It's so wild. So people are going to be stunned when they see her up there. She feels more human than human.
3: Can you just talk? I'm oh sorry. Thank uh, you. It was. Uh, it's been about five, six years since you had a movie come out. That's a pretty. That, most of your movies you seem to come out within like one, two years. It is. Yeah. Right. Well,
2: you work on this movie the entire time, or did you just yeah, take breaks? On since,
4: since this one it? I started in 2015, and I had another movie that I was going to maybe do. That had I shot it, it would have come out that very same year. But I got on this one, so 2015, I started the script pretty quickly, gave it a, got a green light. We started shooting at the end of 2016. 2017 was all effects, and still all effects, and the effects take a long time. Now, I've got a bunch of other movies ready to come out. i shot, since then, a whole other $7,000 feature. I shot a, a virtual reality movie I was here promoting yesterday with uh, Michelle Rodriguez that comes out next month. So um, I've been doing a lot of writing. So next year, I think I'll have a lot of Movies going in a direction <laughs> because they've been just waiting for me to be free to go jumping. Yeah, because usually I'm, I'm usually I'm doing one. Sometimes I was doing two a year.
2: Yeah, because usually it's like one yeah. every two years. You know, it's the next hour I ride really for You yeah. And I was, it's just I, I was just like wow. So actually, uh, when I looked at the years uh, difference different came, when this movie's come out and yes. when the last movie came out right. since 82, it's been a long, it's yeah. quite a long time. Yeah, and when I was remember
4: when we were shooting it, and they said yeah it'll come out in 2018. I was like 2018. I don't, I've never done a movie that when I shot one year and it was. I mean, in I years, years later, but that's the ball game you're in now. Mm-hmm. Did
2: you? Was yeah. that? Was that something that you? Uh, was that? Uh, th- yeah, was that process any different?
3: Today. Was that process any different for you? Like just like this, this uh, having uh, to do work on this movie for many years, because you got yeah.
4: I mean, but you're not really doing the work at that point. You're, I mean, the work you're doing is you're seeing the effects that's come in, not- and you're making comments every day. Let's this, this fix this. Let's change that. Let's do that. We will still figure out how to get her face to move here. So they're doing a lot of the work. Weta is doing, you know, at least half the movie, with all the effects. So um, I wouldn't call it work, but it's not something you can just run off and shoot. Get other movie because you're But it was a very educational experience. So
2: you've known James for 25 years. He's had this in the works for damn near that long. Yeah.
1: Um, was there, was there any point? Well, um, in knowing him leading up to this, you're I've thinking so. it sounds like i might like, you like to do it. And no, it
2: and
4: I never entered my mind at all. In fact, the only thing I'd ever seen about it was just an announcement early in 2000 that said Jim Cameron had gotten the rights to it. Right. There was a picture of him. There was a picture of the anime the manga, her, right. and I thought, okay, I wonder what that is, but I don't want to read the manga because I don't want to spoil the story. Right. I figure this movie could come out in a year or two. Never did. <laughs> and,
2: I, and, and then
4: it wasn't until literally two in twenty fifteen we're having just a social lunch. that lasted like four hours. Going on and I, I was leaving, was and, was and I was already leaving. I said, I gotta let you get back to work. And I was going, I was like, right, getting in my car, and I turned around and go, wait a minute, I got more questions. himself.
0: Um, yeah. If
4: you're only gonna be doing that. App- Avatar is the rest of your career, that's there? what he told me. What? what, what happens to movies like Battle for the to Pattern, do? I mean, sure. We're waiting for those. This is a fan. <laughs> I guess I can't do it. You know, I guess I won't have time to do it. I'm like, Jeff. I've already seen Avatar, so obviously I knew how it was translated. I was like, oh my god, this is going
0: to
4: be really amazing. So, I read the script. Brother said, man this is fantastic. How many heads do I have to collect to, to be able to work on this thing? Because that's one of the jokes, one of the yeah. things in the bounty hunter world. The, movie they, the story that they would collect heads yeah. to get money. The, the, the criminals that they captured. And he wrote back, you've collected enough heads. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
4: like, a hero. Yeah, so that was cool. But I never thought, because he's like, like Quentin, he doesn't write, he doesn't write in Glorious Bastards, have it sitting around for 10 years and go, Anybody else want to direct yeah. this? Yeah, he'd, rather, he'd rather not get made. You know, he likes the version that's in his head. So he's, they're, they're totally capable of not getting it seen. They'd rather not see it get made than get made wrong. So uh, it was a big thing to have him. And we had almost worked together on two other projects. Yes. I think maybe he saw that I was working with Quentin a lot. It might be fun to have a movie buddy go work with, so we
2: tried to find a project together. We never could find it. So this was it. Several yeah. districts, because yeah. like the motor Yeah, like. so those, those, all those types of different,
3: so when? Uh, any to pressures? To okay. Any pressure? Like, coming in, James Cameron, James Cameron you're coming in, and you have to do what he wants you to do, or you, you have to do it, any pressure?
4: It was I mean, you know, it was like, you, so you know it's so always, crazy. you're never ready for any of this stuff, you know? So my my whole thing that I tell people, part of my inspirational talks is like, you take on a project, so many, the reason people for want to make things, make things, don't make things, because they, they think that they need to know more, and then you have to have more figured really out learning before learning. they can start. They always have a really long, I need list, like, well, well, yeah, I want to do that, but I need a crew, I need a budget, I need a camera, I need, the longer that list gets, the further away your dream gets, so I always try to make it, or I don't need anything, I can just jump right in, We jump out of the
0: plane. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Jim, and John taught me that, he said, you know, jump out of the plane, <laughs> no parachute, <laughs> the print, and then build a parachute before you hit the ground. <laughs> what about the pressure of bringing it here and facing the fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're genuine fans of material. They want to see cool stuff. And, uh, and they're open, and I think this is very easy, it was harder, like, for say, Avatar, you know, when they showed Avatar in Comic Con, they're like, oh no, these blue people, I don't get this. And all the way up to the release, people were just like, what is this, a Smurf movie? And then they saw <laughs> it in context of a story, and they're like, oh, and it's Raving. the biggest movie of all time. So Jim's used to bringing people something that they've never seen before, and they've got to just. And when you see it in snippets or in trailers or in clips, it's out of context. It's not in the context of a story, and he really builds a story where well, you're introduced to a character, you're introduced to a world, you're, you're, you're drawn in. And, and it was fun to hear people's reactions to Avatar Even say, I don't know what it is, but like 15 or 20 minutes into that movie, suddenly you're in the movie and you can't get out. <laughs> it's like you're, you're with it. I know, it seems crazy, but these blue people, it worked, you know. So it was, that's just how the magic of what he does, and he's a real visionary that way. So when he has a script, even if you're not like 100% know, wow, is this going to work? he thinks it's going to work. I think I'm going to err on the side of believing him, I'm just going to go that way and see. Because he just has a second side, you know, he gets to see things that other people can not Spielberg was the same way, Luke was the same way, he's the same way. The same way. They, got, they got kind of like another vision that others don't. So you're smart to just go with that. And those who question it, they'll just kick themselves later and go, oh man. I should have just told that guy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it I couldn't
3: figure it out. It didn't make any sense to me she could they believe Alright, thanks
2: guys thank, thank
3: you. you unfortunately this is all I have for you from this uh, from this for this video because this is uh, just a roundtable interviews but don't fret I have other things that I'm preparing for this interview from Fox themselves and and all the other things that that uh you know that that they are you know that, that they have for us on this interview I mean from this interview, and then they, 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 you know, we got to see some of the movie, um, some shots, and I believe those shots were very, very interesting and very rich. So, if they send it to me, I will tell you where you can go get it at. It's probably going to be posted on the website. So, I'll let you know in the next video I have for Comic Other than that, that's all I have for you. You know where you can listen to this interview at. You can watch it on here on YouTube or you can check it out on the podcast channels. Earth 2 Comic Cast is the name. Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn or your Mac, Anchor, damn wherever you find your podcast. at, search Earth 2 Comic Cast. This is your boy, Mel Crosby, bringing you another Earth 2 Comic Con exclusive. I will catch you on the next one. Peace.